everyone, and welcome back to the latest episode of the Happy Hour, your palate cleansing podcast. I am Shaylin Martos. I am Malachi Wade. And we're just so excited to have you here with us again. We just have some really great happy stories to talk about today. We have something about World Mental Health Day, which is uh, Mm -hmm. tomorrow, Saturday, October 10th. We have a fun announcement about a park that recently opened in the San Francisco area. And then a important interview with the president of Bruh, Ivory Moore, about representation within SFSU. And as always, at the end, we do have a special cocktail for someone who has left us a really nice review on Apple Podcasts. So we're just really excited to share this with you. And Malachi, you hear that new that new theme music there? Mm-hmm. I do, I do, I do. Some good uh, would like to thank Armand Villamorio. Real quick shout out for mixing and mastering and orchestrating our theme music so that it can be just like even better than it was before. So we're really excited to set some vibes up with these songs. Yeah, real vibes. Like you, y'all don't even see us, but we are grooving. So let's get started. Yeah, we want to start this episode with an extremely important topic. Tomorrow, Saturday, October 10th, is World Mental Health Day. The worldwide changes since COVID drastically affect those of us who are neurodiverse, a term meaning anyone with variations in brain function. Those who haven't previously experienced anxiety and depression are finding it extremely difficult to cope. We are all struggling, and many of us are in volatile situations at home, or experiencing evictions and losing jobs. Malachi and I want to focus on what we can do to help ourselves and others regarding mental health. If you are lucky enough to have insurance, you can call your provider and find a therapist and psychiatrist within your network. I really suggest finding someone who can understand the intersections of your identity. My therapist is a queer woman of color. She says things to me like, Shaylin, that's not cute. And I'm like, damn, you're right. And that's what works for me, but that may not be what works for you. Also, if you decide to start taking medication, make sure you are also seeing a therapist. Meds are half the battle, and you need a professional to help you process how your body and mind react to the medication. If you don't have insurance, there are cheap therapy options and even free apps that can help. For SF State students, Counseling and Psychological Services, or CAPS, provides free therapy sessions. They have a limited staff, but that's the first place we suggest looking to for help. You can call 415-338-2208 and set up an intake appointment. We've also linked their site in the description as well. There are also sliding scale therapy options. These are discounted appointments for middle and low income folks. These sessions can cost around $30 to $80. This can seem like a lot, but compared to paying over $100 each session out of pocket, this is a lot more accessible. Open Path Psychotherapy Collective is a nationwide organization that works to connect folks to sliding scale therapists and provides wellness classes. We'll link their site as well. There are also options wherever you're located. You can search sliding scale therapy to find places in your area. And some free apps can introduce you to mindfulness tactics and other helpful tips. Breathe to relax and mind shift are two that focus on helping you recognize different symptoms like how your body may be reacting or your mind may be spiraling. And they can teach you different coping mechanisms like meditation and breathing exercises Mm -hmm. and being able to do some artwork, write out or draw out your feelings. 
Shine is one I like a lot since it's geared towards women of color and black women. Also, Headspace provides guided meditations with a super cute design if you are so inclined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Malachi, that's just for you. <laughs> the best thing about these apps is that they're free, though some have in-app purchases. Try a few out and see what works for you. And my therapist and I have developed a strategy that I want to share with y'all. When I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I spiral with catastrophic and self-harming thoughts, I focus on four things. Food, water, sleep, and hygiene. I try my best to meet these four needs, then I can work on exercise and socializing, among other things. But I just want to make sure that I'm eating, sleeping, drinking water, and brushing my teeth or taking a shower every now and again. And it it doesn't seem like that would be a very difficult thing to do, uh, difficult things to keep up, but, but they are. Mm-hmm. Also, rely on your support system if you have one. Often, depression and anxiety keeps us from reaching out, but know that you are worthy of love and care and deserve a space to talk safely. Be that your family, chosen family, friends, Twitter mutuals, please reach out with a message or a call if you need to. As always, there are lifelines to call if you are in crisis. I've used them before and they've helped me, so we've included some below. And this weekend, Please take a moment to sit or lay down, close your eyes, breathe deeply, and tell yourself, I am worthy. This pandemic ain't got shit on me. Ain't got shit (laughs) on me. Exactly. We got this. We got this. (laughs) When when reading this, the, the food, water, sleep, hygiene, that actually helped me out yesterday when I was having a really bad day and I didn't I'm sure I was I like was utilizing it to kind of a more minor degree but I kind of kept thinking about that in my head of like okay these are the things I need to do in order to be able to do my other things because Mm -hmm. I won't be in the right headspace if I don't have these four things down Mm -hmm. in order to accomplish stuff and that actually helped me today to get things done so thank you for that yeah of course that's like that's my number one thing and that's usually my mm-hmm. my advice to people because it's just like those those four very basic needs can can really fall by the wayside when you can't get out of bed when you like honestly you you don't want to eat but yeah so focusing on those four things is going to make it like you said a little bit easier to do the other things that you need to do yeah and as someone who has been there for other people while they're going through much more difficult times than I have being there to help remind someone to take care of themselves can really mean a lot it's you know it's the little things that may not seem super important for you that can really mean a lot for them Mm -hmm. so i just wanted to include that as well from the other side of like good conversations (laughs) these are important Uh conversations to have i appreciate you malachi i appreciate you shaylin (laughs) shifting gears something that we can all do to get serotonin is spend time outside in the sun so it's always exciting when a new green space opens especially in our local bay area just a week ago the crane cove park opened in san francisco's dog patch neighborhood the seven acre park is unique in that it has a straight connection to the beach plus a view of the famous dog patch cranes the park sits between 19th and mariposa streets According to an article from NBC Bay Area, construction on the park started in January 2019, um, and the area also includes 28 inches of sea level rise protections. What does that mean? Because that's necessary now. Yeah, what does that mean? If the ocean were to rise naturally by 28 inches, 
or less, it would be protected by that. So it's not yes. necessarily like if we had a huge swell, but it's like literally like when the sea rises, it mm-hmm. should be protected because it is right on the water, basically. Interesting. I spoke with Adam Zolot, a local community organizer who has lived in Dogpatch since 2010. He noted that the park has been 10 years in the making, so it's great to see a place for community come to fruition. We never had an opportunity to really meet our neighbors out and about other than just walking on the street because there really is a, a, a shortage of parks in the neighborhood. So the, the coming of Crane Cove was hotly anticipated. Inspired by the community building possibilities, Zolat started a stand-up paddleboarding club to bring people together. Um, I love to paddleboard. And a, a few weeks ago, I thought, you know, there's probably other people like me who are excited about the opening of the park. Maybe I'll put something out, start up a little club. Um, I went and I registered dogpadgepaddle.com. I went and started a Facebook group. And then I went on to Nextdoor and I posted up, hey, I'm starting this group. If anybody wants to share information, photos, talk about roots, and maybe come together, come on and join this group. And here we are two and a half weeks later and we've got 370 some odd members. If you're in San Francisco, take some time to check out Crane Cove Park. There's plenty of green space for your pets to put the dog in dog patch. <laughs> I'm always mm-hmm. here for a new park, new public green space. Yes, and always here for it. We're really excited. Um, next, we're going to have a really good conversation with the president of Black Residents United in Housing, Ivory Moore. And we're just really excited. This is kind of in a continuation from the Necessary Conversation episodes that we had where we were talking about the relationship, you know, between our reporters and uh, the Black Student Union, BSU, and BRA, you know. So, um, yeah. So, without further ado, here's us talking to the lovely Ivory Moore. I'm good. I'm good. You know, y'all know me. Every time y'all see me, I'm busy. I'm doing something. <laughs> I think we can we can definitely identify with that. <laughs> so right now, Ivory, what are what are you up to? So my name is Ivory Elizabeth Moore. I am a Becca major. For those listening that might not know what that is, I'm a broadcasting electronics communications arts major with emphasis in radio and broadcasting. I work on campus, uh, GHG ambassador. So I do the COVID screening for everybody coming in. And um, I just left from working in Library B because I don't know if you guys know, but now the study rooms are open for students to come in and you know study and use for a couple of hours. So I'm the president of BRA, Black Residents United in Housing, which is a part of the RHA Housing Board. And we just basically make sure that, um, I don't like to say is gender towards, cause I don't want anyone to feel alienated, but it is called black residents and housing. So it is a little geared to black residents uh, in housing. That is kind of like the main priority, making sure they have a sense of community, making sure that they're safe. But we also, you know, when mm-hmm. school was in session, we are known for, I don't know if you guys heard about last year, Souls Giving. That was the first time that ever happened on this campus. 
where we got together. I organized for us to get food catered. We have video games. It was really cute. If you go to the Bruh page at bruh.sfsu, you'll see like the whole little setup. It was really nice. We had our d'oeuvres and snacks first. And then we had uh, giveaways where we gave away some things. We did like a little raffle. We had food catered from Keith Chicken and Waffles. And it was a lot of people that showed up, a lot of students, because a lot of students are left back, you know, when school is regular. Everybody can't go home. Everybody can't afford to go home. And that was my first year, you know what I'm saying? Being away from home, not being able to be home. So within holding Souls Giving, we actually tackled a lot of issues. We helped people with mental health so they weren't sitting in their dorms, are feeling sad, are feeling depressed, are feeling alienated. We helped with food efficiency because we provided food and we had these cute little Tupperware things that you can reuse over and over. And people were able to take two or three of them home filled with food. So we make, because, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but when school is in, <laughs> um, around the holidays and Thanksgiving, everything is dead, including the cafeteria. And I'm kind of sad because I was definitely looking forward to doing that again, you know, for this year. One thing with bruh, you always knew you got some food. Like I said, I know what it's like to be homeless. I know what it's like to not have food. So I'm a really big advocate for homelessness, for food, for housing, um, making sure that people have those needs because a lot of SF SFSU students were going through that. You had college students having to decide whether they were gonna pay tuition, whether they were gonna get books, whether they were gonna eat. You had some sleeping in their cars, you know what I mean? And I just felt like- Yeah, totally. You know, we have these resources. We have this money here. Why not use it? Because a lot of people, a lot of orgs don't want to do the footwork. They don't want to do the paperwork to get to get the money from AS, to get the money from RHA. You know, you got to petition. You got to go sit in these meetings. You got to tell them, you know, why you deserve to have this money or why you deserve to for them to help fund you. If I'm in position to help, like I love being of service. I love helping people. That's just how I've always been since I was a kid. You know, people call me the mother, the auntie, you know, but that's just, that's just me. That's just how I am. I'll help you. Like, you know, a lot of people know that they could, even during a pandemic um, with one of my friends, she, you know, with the whole protest and everything going on, she had an idea. She wanted to uh, go to the protest feed, have, you know, we put, we had little packets together. So bruh, we came out in our shirts. We helped, we supported, we were there passing out food we got over we had over 60 boxes of pizza you know um we had these little kits with stuff for your eyes you know if you got pepper sprayed uh bandanas to put yeah. around your mouth yeah. they had like cats little like different go things. Bags. You, know, you were providing yeah, go bags so, for people uh-huh we're for the community we're for service we're for black residents but not just black residents even though that is our primary we're for all residents all students all student life you know reach one teach one you know what i mean race color creed gender sex it doesn't fucking matter it doesn't matter <laughs> that's good you can you can definitely curse like we <laughs> encourage it this podcast is not just us like we we do talk mm-hmm. a lot of shit we talk about important topics well at least really important topics to us and we also talk about cocktails and shit. So like, it's yeah, go go right ahead. So when we talked last, you touched on, well, we talked a fair amount about representation on campus 
And so we wanted to get into that on here. Um, and I actually did some research about um, the ethnic breakdown of students versus faculty, like you mentioned. So according to the National Center for Education Statistics, and this is from 2019, the ethnic breakdown of school for students is 34% Hispanic slash Latino, 25% Asian, 16% white, and 6% black and African American. And then compare that to the faculty ethnic breakdown, which is 44% white, 27% mm -hmm. Asian, 11% Hispanic and Latino, and then 5% Black and African American. 1% more than the student, literally. Yeah, it's and, uh -huh. the, and the faculty uh -huh. to student ratio, or the student to faculty ratio is 22 to one, which is really relatively small. Mm -hmm. And so basically what, you know, what I'm hearing from this is like it creates a situation where as a person of color, you come to the school and realize that there aren't enough people in the faculty to advocate for you if needed. I definitely feel like there is, within faculty, there's a lack of representation of people who look like me, black people, brown people, you know, yo soy Andrenia, so I'm technically Afro-Latina, but I tell people I'm black because that's what I am, period. Um, and I feel like there's a big, disconnect with people understanding black people. I feel like out of all the races and cultures, we're told to let go of our past, forget about it, get over it, you know, when we are constantly oppressed. It's, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And just, just really quick before I throw it back to you, Ivory, so my kitten is at the door just crying i can hear she her she does not need to be in here i'm so sorry i'm so, so she's gonna be included on the podcast because there's there's no way that i could cut it out when i'm fucking saying something important yeah i'm just like shh no, that's one weird thing about cats. they don't like closed doors whether they mm -hmm. want to be in the room or not like they don't they closed doors they don't and it, yeah, and it's just a matter of time before she figures out how to open it and she's oh, big yeah. enough to open it. So that's, then 100%. it's going to be an issue. But uh, I was just going to say that I could talk to our white professors about stuff mm -hmm. and they can like sympathize, but they can't empathize. They don't quite understand. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And that plays like a really big role in, in, like I said, like advocacy and just creating like better spaces for students like sympathizing can only go so far if you're trying to make change mm -hmm. to the point where like you do need to be you do need to have those people who can empathize to really be like look this is I know that this is what this group needs because I'm a part of them not even about representation there's a lack of resources for us it just lacks trying to support the black student body the black student on this campus you know what i mean but even if we were on campus instead of going through covid and all this still happened we were still in a civil rights movement we were still george floyd still died um brianna taylor still passed away you know what i'm saying if mm -hmm. you were on campus and i wanted to do a radio show you know, because I have my radio show every Friday at one o'clock and I wanted to talk on these topics. I don't have anyone in my department that looks like me that can understand what I'm trying to voice 
better help me to politically correct people still don't understand what the fuck we go through we we want we just want understanding we want you to understand and take the time to understand us understand our issues understand our needs like when i came to this campus had i not got involved with black orgs i wouldn't know where nothing is i wouldn't know any resources i had available to me i wouldn't know where to go and and Mm -hmm. there's you know we could do all we could do these podcasts all the time you feel me we can have people yeah, like you yeah. and, and Malachi come and, and who actually care and want to, you know, want to get our point of view, want to understand how we feel about the misrepresentation, how we feel about the lack of resources and needs and staff and help that we have. But if people don't care, it don't matter. And I think, like, uh, Ivory, I think we would like to to ask you, too, because you're talking a lot about, like, trying to get people to to think about it, trying to get people to care and stuff. And when we talked before, you you brought up something that Malachi and I were both like, wow, Uh that's really powerful. And it's like the idea of a conscious activist and and what strategies, what tactics a conscious activist is putting into play. So so could you tell us a little bit about that and, like, what that means to you? To me, that means that... No matter how passionate I am, I still gotta come correct. Cause see, for me, I'm cool. I'm a cancer. But baby, when you piss me off, you piss me off. And I go from zero to jail. That's like the term. I yeah. go from zero to jail real quick because in between that, I didn't gave you a lot of warnings. I didn't told you. I didn't been calm, cool. So when you get me there, you get me there. And it's kind of like I gotta be in that emotion now because you didn't brought it out of me. I can't yeah. just bottle it back. Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a cancer moon, so yeah. I totally so, hear you. That is exactly the way that yes. I run. Like, I, you can, like, if you fuck with me, like, I will take it up yes. to a certain point, and then there is a point where the shit yes. pops yes. off. Like, yes. it is boiling. Yeah. And, and that, that's totally. the same thing with activism. You know what I'm saying? I had to learn that regardless oh. of how angry I am, Regardless of how pissed I am, regardless of how much I want to come on this campus and just be like, hey, you know, it's just like, if I want my needs to be heard, right, there is a right way to do things and there is a wrong way to do things. And depending on how you move to get your point across could definitely rub people the wrong way. And what you don't want to happen is that the people that you are seeking help from the people that you need to hear you, the people who have the power to change and make change, you don't want to turn them off. You don't want to attach a negativity mm-hmm. to your or your bro. You know, I have to be cautious because I'm not just representing myself. I'm representing a whole org, a whole student body. I'm representing other students, other people, me and all the other staff on my board. Do you want people to remember your behavior? and dismiss you every time? Or do you want people to hear the issues, hear your concerns, hear what what you feel is wrong, hear what you feel is the problem, hear what you feel that needs to be fixed? Because that's what's gonna determine Mm -hmm. what's remembered. You get what I'm saying? You know, there's there's a lot going on. Like you're you're speaking about playing the game, right? And there's so many people right now that are like, the game is broken, destroy the game, Mm -hmm. build something new. 
What kind of do you do you feel the game about ain't that never personally? Broke. The game ain't never broke. The game ain't the, the game don't stop until you six feet deep underground. This ain't nothing new. Let's keep it real. This ain't nothing new. The only difference is mm-hmm. is that over time, technology amplifies. You get what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is, is that when Martin Luther King and him around, it was the newspaper, it was the radio. It was very few black and white footage. But as time progresses, the media progresses. So there's more exploitation. It's a positive and it's a negative. Because for me, I'm not a fan of reposting a black man being murdered. I'm not a fan of reposting Mm -hmm lynchings that have happened. I'm not a fan of reposting police brutality because what the fuck does Mm -hmm. it do? Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that happens like all the time. That's why like, I will nail nail in this coffin of media literacy that people are just like, ooh, I see this, I need to share. And it's like, well, look look into it, think about it. Like, what are you doing by sharing black trauma? There you go, it's traumatizing. Because like I told you guys before, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. That's what people remember. That's what people remember. Mm, yeah. And your message yeah. and your motive can get so misconstrued depending on how you do that. And in the past, it has put a bad taste in people's mouth on this campus. What do you see, You know, as someone who's really involved, what do you see as the way forward? I definitely feel that there needs to be a conversation. There needs to be a round table. There needs to be a, 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 a real red table talk conversation. And it needs to be respectful. Mm-hmm. And from there, we can figure out how we can best move forward, how we can best make student life and just being a, a black person on this campus better and fulfilling for us, how we can get more resources and things that we need on this campus, how we can get more leaders and representation. But there has to be a talk with administration, faculty, and black students, but it has to be respectful. And when I say faculty, I mean black faculty, because everybody that's skin folk ain't kin folk. And for those that don't understand what that means, everybody that look like me don't mean you for me, okay? I just want to be able to provide for people. I want to be able to continue to do what we've been doing while we were on campus, which is providing. That's exactly why we wanted to to bring you on here, Ivory, and like talk to you. This is a conversation because Malachi and I grow from this conversation. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully like like you too can like practice mm-hmm. facilitating like that respectful conversation that you really want to have. It's good to be able to hear like this this on-campus perspective and get, you know, connected back into it and realize like, okay, you know, this is my school. I am a fellow student. You know, you're my, we're all peers here. I just want to say thank you guys for the opportunity and for trying to be a voice in between or trying to be the middleman to figure out how we can have more representation, how we can have more positive shall I say, positive and effective representation on this campus and just trying to get our perspective and how we feel. I think that's exactly our hope as well. So we're really glad to have made a good connection with you. And to to wrap up too, we've been asking guests if they want to plug their social media and just for people to be able to get connected um, to Bruh. So if you want to... Follow us on Instagram at Bruh dot sfsu 
And you can follow me on Instagram at Ivory Elizabeth, you know, and just I, I post mm-hmm. resources and things that's going on on the, on our page and on my page, you're going to get a mix of everything. So, <laughs> but yeah, just, you know, tap in abroad.sfsu and, you know, see some stuff we've thrown and see what we're about and what we're trying to do. Well, thank you so much, Ivory, for coming on the podcast and talking to us about everything. Uh, We really appreciate it and hope that, um, you know, we can put this out into the world and see some positivity from it and solutions. So with that, thank you. Thank you. back. Thank you so much to Ivory Moore for taking some time out of your busy schedule to speak with us. She is really hustling uh, through life and school, so we're really glad that she was able to talk to us. And now, the story you've all been waiting for, the surprise. (laughs) The surprise story. Take it away, Shaylin. (laughs) Definitely. Um, As writers, this next happy story is near and dear to both our hearts. Lit Quake is the largest book festival in San Francisco, founded in 1999, which is just a year after Malachi was born. If I want to, I'm just going to date you. (laughs) I was four years old. Okay. From what started as a teeny one-day event now spans over two weeks with hundreds of authors attending. But If you think about it, my birth was also a teeny one-day event. (laughs) Was it? I'm sorry. Because sometimes those aren't aren't one-day events. Uh, But this year, the festival is held fully online. Events started yesterday, October 8th, and will continue until the 24th. While I will definitely miss the the feel, the smell of physical Mm. books, I love that smell, one of my Mm -hmm. favorite smells of all time. Same. I appreciate the move to an online format. Now we can all attend Litquake, no matter where we're at. Most of the 31 main stage events are free with a suggested donation. I think I only saw like one that um, sold tickets, but it was sold out, so... There you go, it's all free. You will have to register online for the Zoom link. Also, the yearly big finale pub Lit Crawl will be a 12-hour live broadcast that includes streams from events in cities around the world and then also from Manny's in the Mission District in SF. A few of the discussions I'm looking forward to. The Forest of California by Obi Kaufman spans millions of years of Californian biodiversity, featuring his signature watercolor maps and trail paintings. Malachi, Mm -hmm. I definitely included this just for you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm going to be there. Yeah, virtually. I I will, too. Yeah. The event is Sunday, October 11th at 7 p.m. Wow, that's that's like in two days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Next, the launch of When the Light of the World Was Subdued, Our Songs Came Through. Co-edited by the U.S. Poet Laureate Joy Harjo, features 160 writers and the first historically comprehensive Native poetry anthology. Love it. Hell yes. Discussion is Wednesday, October 14th at 5 p.m. Lastly, but definitely not least, the Daily Dose Feminist Writers Respond to the Climate Emergency will feature folks of different ethnicities, genders, and sexual orientations who are committed to support and spread ideas of a new, greener future. The event is Tuesday, October 20th at 7pm. I think these are all... Oh no, one's at 5pm. Whatever. But yeah, Lit Quake! We will virtually see you there. I will be (laughs) in my my office um i'll have a few books in front of me and every once in a while i'll periodically open one and take a really big sniff 
just to like really give the vibes, you know. I'll also be wearing a beret and tights um, and holding a pumpkin spice latte. And I'll, I quit smoking, but I'll just hold, I'll, I'll get a cigarette somewhere and just hold it. Yeah. <laughs> I will be wearing a turtleneck. It's a whole look. Next, we'd like to thank Olivia for reviewing the podcast on iTunes. Here is your tailor-made cocktail. We are very, very excited to introduce you all to Autumn Bubbles. This is a fall twist on a mimosa, so start with your favorite bubbly. It can be champagne, or if you're me, a $7 bottle of Prosecco. Exactly. Cheaper the better. Um, (laughs) Add your desired amount of spiced apple cider, the autumnal crown jewel of this drink. I said that word. I always mess it up, but I did. (laughs) Uh, You can purchase some at your local grocery. Trader Joe's actually has a particularly good one. It's tasty. Mm -hmm. Garnish with a sprinkle of cinnamon on top and an apple slice on the rim. If you're feeling extra fancy, add some star anise or a cinnamon stick, which you can use as a straw. Have you ever tried that, though? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, And Mm -hmm. I just want to add, a mimosa can include however much juice you want, but my mimosas have just a dash, and that's because I'm all about that bubbly, baby. Mm -hmm. Shaylin is really going for a 90-10 ratio, whereas I prefer like a 70-30. Exactly. So we hope that you love the autumn bubbles, Olivia, and anyone else who tries this, let us know what you think. We appreciate it. Yes. And if you want a cocktail tailor-made for you, head over to our Instagram at thhpodcast to the link in our bio and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. You'll be supporting the show and letting us come up with more fun cocktails. It is the last call. I can go first because I actually have two last call points. Wonderful. So I can talk about those while you think about yours. First up... The Halloween update for uh, the Nintendo Animal Crossing came out last week. And let me just tell you, that has been carrying me daily through everything that I've been doing. You can grow pumpkins now. I have four pumpkin patches on my island. I'm making a corn maze. I am living my dreams of just having a spooky autumn-themed island. And my second happy point is that my boyfriend visited me and it was nice. So that was also healthy. It had been five, it had been five months. But we did go to a pumpkin patch and um, take cute pumpkin patch pictures. Very cute. Anyway, Shaylin, what's making you happy this week? I uh, entered, well, I sent in some poems to be published in a zine. Um, and they're all poems that I wrote uh, during quarantine so it's kind of you know it's like a quarantine zine um, and I'm just really excited because I've never had my poetry published before and I'm quite nervous because it's very different from my other work but it's also very very the same like the tone is very similar so very excited about that I'm so excited I love a good zine love a good quarantine zine <laughs> I love that that rhymes yeah right anyway Thank you for joining us for our sixth episode of the Happy Hour, a palate cleansing podcast. Also, Shaylin and I are going to be taking a very necessary mental health break uh, that lands right around the time of our next episode drop. So we'll be making a little bonus episode to release while we are 
probably in the middle of the woods with no cell service. <laughs> yeah, so so thank you so much to Ivory for coming and speaking with us. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much to Armand Villamoria for our theme music. Go ahead and follow him. Uh, Malachi, what's his social media? You can find Armand and hire him to do paid work for you at Armand Villamoria on Instagram. Also follow us on Instagram at THH Podcast. I am also at Malachi Wade. Shayla Martos is my name and on all platforms. Also, thank you to Joelle Umenzor Jr. and Alex Drew for helping us edit our audio. The Happy Hour podcast is a collaboration between the Golden Gate Express and Express Magazine at SF State. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone.